It's the B-A-Y-C I'm a bored ass baby Welcome to the Board Chili Podcast. I'm Vera. I'm Jackie. So this is our first episode of the Board Chili Podcast. Vera, what's this podcast about? We're going to interview 100 apes from the Board Ape Yacht Club community. And meanwhile, we're going to have amazing investors and entrepreneurs come in and talk about their project, their vision about this industry. Vera, who, are you a Board Ape? What's your story? Yeah, I joined the board Ape last year, right after the Mint. So it's been a year of quite crazy journey with board Ape Yacht Club. If you're on Twitter, you should check out Vera the Ape. Let's talk about Chili. So why is it called Board Chili Podcast? Because you're Vera the Ape, you have a public profile on Twitter, and you have a very wholesome, awesome, tight-knit community called the Chili Community that we are building this brand around. So... The Board Chili Podcast wants to host all these apes from the community, get to know all of us. And uh, this first episode is for us to get to know the host, get to know Vera. Can you tell us a little bit more about Vera the Ape, where that came from and how the community came about? Yeah, Vera is my name and I define myself as an ape. But how does Chili come out? Because I have two cats, one's Mochi and another one is Lychee. So I want to close the loop and make it Chili. Like the ape is a very girly looking ape. And I like the chili personality of a little spicy. I mean, while it's hot and it's cool. So that's why we named the Ape Chili. And the Board Chili, we started with a group of friends at East Denver. We hosted a party. And luckily, that's where I met Jackie. And then we continue with this journey of hosting a lot of events along other meetings. The most recent one we had was NFTNYC. Board Chili become a brand of BYC holder events. It's a very small community, very close with each other. We've met each other in person. So that's how everything started. Since we're knowing all those ape holders, how about do this interview for all the people with different backgrounds and get to know the community much better in, mm-hmm. in a way that not only on Twitter, right? Yeah, the community is great. Every every time, every conference, I always go to a chilly event. It's always one of the best events of the conference because it's tight-knit, it's small, it's very well-created by Vera, and it's always really well-planned. I always look forward to the most at every conference, the event planned by Vera in NATLA, NATYC, Eve Denver. I'm lucky enough to have gone to all those, so. (laughs) Thank you so much. I always say that you guys are all biased because you're part of the community and (laughs) we all go through this together. But to be honest, all the events are very last minute. The NFT NYC event was like planned on two weeks before the event. Really? uh, Things just happen because of the community that I can do things by myself. And because of you guys, I messaged Jackie the day before. I say, hey, let's plan this meetup tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, all because of you guys that could happen. Yeah. Every community needs a strong leader with vision and supportive members. So I think we have a really strong, great community. And the reason why we're doing this podcast is to highlight how awesome this community is for us to get to know our members. So I guess my ape story is got exposed to the ape. And then I feel like it's one of the best communities, best projects out there. So got myself one. And then at Denver, that's when I first joined. I forget how I joined the group chat, but someone added me to the chat. And then I saw, wow, this is a great community. And then I think I said, hey, we should do a meetup in East Denver. And Vera was like, yes, let's do it. And then we started planning. The first meetup we did was at a taco shop at East Denver. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was maybe 20, 30 people came or 40. We had a great community and that's how it started, the first event. Yes. And then the group has grown so much. Now has like 350 people. Started off with like maybe, I don't know, do you remember 100? <laughs> Very beginning, it was like 10 of us. And then after East Denver, it goes to 100. Yeah. Here we are. So, Eric, tell us about your your background. Other than leading the Chili Ape community, what else do you do in Web 2, Web 3? Yeah. I, surprisingly, I've never actually talked about my background in public. <laughs> <laughs> so, I identify myself as an ape, but I am actually have a full-time job in Web 2 as software engineer at a big company. And I've been into the crypto since 2016. My husband was actually the day one East miner uh, when it first came out in 2015. So it was crazy. And I got introduced to, to the crypto world by my husband in 2016 and do a lot of investments afterwards. But I didn't really got into the industry after the NFT thing. Like I'm a very visual person. So whenever I see stuff, I understand it better. That's why it got me really excited with those Web3 ideas. And also NFT is about culture and I'm a very strong culture impact person as well. So that's why it got me really excited. It was amazing with this whole year of ride on NFTs and Web3. I learned so much and I'm an individual investor in the Web3, mainly focused on the earlier stage seed or angel round investments. Awesome. For myself, I used to work as a software engineer at Instagram for five years before I quit, start traveling, and then eventually got really into Web3. I've always been really interested in DeFi. And after I quit my job, I started traveling and I got very interested in NFTs and wanted to build something, not just be an investor, but also be a builder. And one of the co-founders of Shibuya.xyz, which is a film platform NFT that's Netflix Kickstarter, I worked on it with People Pleaser. Some people might know who she is. And yeah, so that's my kind of like my main project. Other than that, I also am building a community, a DAO called Buzi DAO, which is its goal is to connect people who love Web3 and Taiwan. I'm originally from Taiwan. I guess me and Vera, we, we, we get along super well because we both think community is really important. Uh, we're both really big into building communities. But yeah, that's how I got into Web3 and what my focus is on Web3 right now, being a builder, build, building community. Yeah, and I'm really excited that we get to now host this podcast and get to know more people in Web3. Podcasting is a great way to to get to know people, right? Like you meet people at an event, a party, you, you talk a little bit about oh, what you do, but you never really get to talk to them in depth. And to really get to know someone, I feel when you sit down in front of a microphone, that's when you really get to know someone and get to know your community really well. Everyone else can also listen in and be part of this conversation, which is awesome. Yeah. So we've been using text message, engaging with the community, but now we're able to use a different way to get to know each other that using language also meet in person as well to actually really get to know the community, be part of it. It's just another level of trust. And then when I first met Jackie, he's such a happy person. He always have this beautiful smile, happy face with him. We connected very well and we decided to do it together. But when Jackie mentioned that he was in a big company, very comfortably in the Web2 world. And then he quit his job, get into this Web3. I want to learn about your experience with that move because it's a huge move. And I'm also on that stage of trying to make a decision, get into the Web3 100%. Do you mind to share your story? Yeah, I was, first of all, I was 
at the same job for too long, for five years. After you're exposed to the Web3 model, the tokenomics, how things work, right? The paradigm of, oh, now you have, um, you can have ownership. You can have, you can cut out the middleman. And now you can take back your control of your funds, your data, all that stuff. That mental model just doesn't really, like Instagram, Facebook, for example, great companies. Like I had a great time working there, great colleagues, had a lot of fun, learned a lot, built great products. But the model is very centralized. They control your data, they sell it, monetize on it. But after I, I got exposed to Web3, I was like, okay, this is a way more, this is the future. It'll take a while, but no doubt this is more promising, more exciting, more fun future. And after going to like meeting all these people in Web3, you start to realize, wow, there's a lot of smart people going all in on Web3. I think realizing that this is the future, Web3 is the future, and getting bored in Web2 triggered me to make the jump. And after quitting and building Web3, having so much fun, meeting so many great people, launching, shipping products on, our, of our, on my own. I don't think I can ever go back because it's just so much more fun. And <laughs> the culture, right? The, the culture is a lot more, people don't take themselves that seriously. A lot less like corporate structure and bureaucracy. So yeah, just falling in love with Web3 and here we are. Yeah, I, I never really realized how amazing the Web3 community is until I started to host events. I hosted this board chill event at NFT NYC, and I just started with an idea. And within the community, people bring sponsors, people create the videos, and help me creating the posters. And just like how people work together as a community, it's really exciting. And it's just like a great experience that when the WebTube friends asked me how much did you pay for those people to create it, I was like, this is all free. And they can't believe it. It's not really about how they're afraid. It's like everyone has all their passion and are willing to build in this community. And they feel the ownership and being part of it. I think that's very attractive. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in the Web3, 100%. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so no matter it's good market, bad market, this is where I'm at. You committed on record. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy it too much that I can't go back anymore. I yeah. always tell people this is a one-way direction. You can't go back. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest, most important thing about why we build community? I think just as human, we are born as like group. Like we are born with culture and you have different culture background. I do too. We, are, we like to work together to do things. And in the corporate, we're working together. I reported to you. And then people are trying to find a better way to work together. Like people say it's a DAO as a flat organization, or they're working as Web2, a more like reporting system. But in either way, people are trying to find a better way to work together. Yeah. I really like what you said about culture. We all have different culture. And I think a big thing about NFT and Web3 is it is a way to create culture, bring people together, and share that ownership of the community, of the product, of anything we build in Web3. So yeah, the idea of shared ownership, I think it's very empowering. Yeah, especially in the NFT culture part, like you can see different projects grouping people with different culture background. And that's a very interesting thing because you don't really see that part of culture in the crypto world as much before. And once this thing generated and then you see people gathering together, they find friends. Mostly in the web too, we, we find friends or people to work with based on our background. We have our resume, right? So I'm a software engineer. I go work a lot with other software engineers. And then when it comes to that, you have to find the same interest between you as a person. 
you find people. Oh, I like play basketball, and then we can be friends talking more about basketball. Versus in this Web three world, we gathered because of the one interest. We like this. I don't want to call it JPEGs, but <laughs> NFTs, right? We like this NFTs, and because we like the NFTs, we shared something in common, and we are here to find out what is that thing in common. You can even go a little deeper on the treats they have. The apes have pink color. Then you can group of people who like pink color, and then find out what's that thing in common that gather you guys together. And then with、mm-hmm. that thing, you have people with different background. You can be a designer, and another people is as expert on the marketing. Another person is investor, and then you are be able to do things together with one goal. Yeah, hundred percent. I know you're from. Taiwan, right? And I'm I'm from mainland China, but I've been in the states over a decade. What's the environment in Taiwan, like the Web three environment or crypto environment? Yeah. So if in, in case you don't know, my my ENS is Taipei City Daif. So I'm very much part of my identity. Of I also spent a lot of time in the states. Also grew up in Taiwan. I actually got exposed to crypto when I was in Taiwan during COVID. Taiwan was a safe place during COVID, and I learned so much about Web three. That was during DeFi summer, and that's where I met my my current co-founder, People Pleaser, and a lot of the friends I have now who are in Web three. I met when I was in Taiwan. So the Web three environment ecosystem in Taiwan is amazing. People are very passionate. People are very curious about NFTs. The NFT market isn't as mature as say the US. With a lot of NFTs, like there are a lot of people learning about it, kind of getting pumped and dumped on <laughs> by celebrities here and there in in Taiwan. So I think that's the thing that. As a community, we're trying to help people because I think there's so much noise out there in in the NFT world. But like, how to get people get the actually the right information, the right resources. So that is kind of part of my mission is to help bridge Taiwan with the world and help the Taiwan Web three ecosystem and connect it with the US and the rest of the world. Now, Taiwan has a bunch of really passionate NFT Web three people, a lot of strong developers, strong designers, strong artists. It's very exciting for me to be. Bicultural, be part of both worlds. I live in the U.S. and spend a lot of time in Taiwan, and truly, technically, bridge those communities together. Yeah, that might be one of the reason that you and a group of Taiwanese friend that created this Buju Dao. I think we were actually joking about it in East Denver. And Dao in Chinese is means I don't know. How is you're trying to answer these questions that people don't know about the answer? I don't、uh, know about this whole vision of Buju Dao is, but I love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I've done another podcast. I do. I have another podcast in Taiwan, and one of the episodes, I did an experiment where I brought my mom onto the show, and I explained to her what crypto is, how the blockchain works, what is Bitcoin, what is Ethereum, what is DeFi, in very simple, easy to understand language. And when I did that episode, the goal was to, if I can explain to my mom, so my mom can understand, then it will help a lot of the public people who are. Very confused by all the jargon. Who heard of NFTs? Heard of crypto? But don't actually understand what it is. And when I released that episode, that got really positive reviews. People loved it. It was helpful to a lot of people. So that's when I realized, wow, like people have a strong appetite to learn, but they just lack better resources. So it's helped people to go from not knowing Web three to learning about it and getting the right information and learning the best practices and and finding people they can actually talk to learn. Yeah, that is the mission of the DAO to help people, and it is nonprofit. Now, so it's we don't. It's not an investment. Everyone just wants to help. That brings out a very pure and friendly、mm-hmm. and welcoming community. Yeah. So the Buju Dao is not only for Taiwanese. So I'm part of、oh, the、no. Dao as well. <laughs> yeah, it's Taiwan focused but inclusive to all. So yeah, we have so- a bunch of non-Taiwanese people in it. Just people who like Taiwan and want to help or 
like our mission. <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah, especially love the name as Pujidao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, puns are great in the Web three culture. So, I think a good community has to be organic, especially when you're setting a community vision. I see a lot of offer groups. I see a lot of people sharing and pumping their project, and that was totally banned in our community. We do not allow people to share their own project too much. Introducing once or twice is okay, but and we we don't want to pump any project. Therefore, people to share knowledge, getting firsthand news, getting to know each other, be able to help each other. I think that's the value of the community and to be able to do great things together. Yeah. Do you want to talk? Tell us more about the Chile community. I feel like we we talked a little bit about how it started, how it is, but maybe we can go deeper. Yeah. So we started hosting events and get to meet person in real life, and and one of the my amazing friend is R. He's an ape from Morocco. He's been a really good friend of mine, and I met him at on the yacht at NFT NYC last year. And we ran into each other, and we believe we can be great friend. At the moment, we saw each other, and later on, he joined. He he joined as admin as Jackie, and then he added a few friends into the community as well. As we all in there, everyone is super willing to help each other. We wanted to keep the quality of the board chili group, so we added people. Majority of the ones that we met in person, we feel the vibe. We know each other, get to meet each other, and have another layer of trust. So I feel、mm-hmm. like docs is a thing in our community that we don't feel scared to share our pictures. That other people will lick it out, and we trust each other on that. And the trust is the number one thing. We want to make sure that people here feel safe in the community and be able to talk and share. Yeah, I think the in-person aspect of the community is very important because I mean you can talk a lot online, and that's great. We all do that a lot. But when you meet in person, there's a different type of magic, if you will, and we really connect with someone in person. So I think when we do these communities, these meetups, it's Super meaningful, and I think Vera, you really live by that culture of helping each other. Because I remember when I was I was doing this kind of road trip traveling, basically being homeless and just driving around the country. Vera was like, "Hey, come stay with us. Like, we have a room for you." And as soon as I got there, food, massage chair, all these drinks, like, just showered me with the kindest hospitality I ever seen. And to think about, we were like, yeah, we met in person, but we met through this metaverse NFT. Community to be able to welcome each other, especially very welcome each other to welcome other people into our homes, our very intimate private homes, and share all our resources, our everything we have with each other, and that's like the true testament. I think very leading by example of what a community that helps each other, supports each other, really looks like, and and especially I think now that it is a bear market, sadly, but in a bear market, I feel like it's when communities really shine the brightest. Right, because in the bull market, everyone's busy making money, everyone's happy. But in a bear market, that's when you really you have to be there for each other, support each other, and that's when the the real builders, the real people who really care, who are here for the right reasons, stick around. So, I think now that it's a bear market and we have our communities and we're starting this podcast, everything is it's beautiful. Just <laughs> aww, you have a beautiful、yeah. heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it totally. I'm here for all the apes. And I'm here to make friends. I wanted to have real friends in the Web three world, especially in the crypto. It's all about money, right? It's okay how much money you can make from this project. How like everyone is talking about business, even when we go to conferences and they're there for meeting 
business partners, meeting potential investors. And then NFT is a door for us to actually meet people with same interest. People like us, we love apes. And we started our conversation pulling out our phone and then showing each other how my ape look like. And <laughs> you can have a conversation like that for three hours, a whole night and nonstop. So this is where we can meet real friends and business after friends. And I yeah. think that's why I see, and we're more than a friend. It's more like a family. I trust the people I trust. And I, without a doubt, even though it's something could happen later, but I don't mind. I, I trust, I made decision to trust someone. I take the responsibility on trusting someone if something go wrong. Yeah. I feel really like the NFT communities are curated, curated. Like people who are in this community are people that we trust, that we know, that most of them we met in person. And we vibe checked, everyone's good vibes, everyone's has good heart. So I'm really bullish on these well-created, well-ran communities within the NFT, maybe like a sub-community, right? Yeah. yeah, I feel people with energies, right? If you met someone with the in-person, that you feel the energy and how the energy work is like magical. You don't have to talk too much, but with how the energy they bring you, then you can decide if someone that you can trust. So yeah. that's why. The offline meetups is so important for me, and I'm willing to bring people together at another level of trust. Yeah, like maybe NFT is the starting point that we start our conversation. We can sp spend days together not even talking about NFTs, just talking about life. Right? That's you know, what being exactly friends, yes. talking about your cats. And <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, so end of the day, we're people, and we, yeah. we're looking for yeah. people we can trust. Be yeah, with. yeah. Vera, what are some of your favorite apes in your community? Let's highlight some of these awesome people. Oh, you, you mentioned Nazar. Yeah, right? Nazar. Who else do you love? I'm uh, sure you love all your apes, but maybe just a few highlights. <laughs> <laughs> just in case people are, hey, Vera didn't talk about me. <laughs> I really like this ape. Um, his name is uh, Taipei Sadie. And, um, <laughs> 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 yeah, you know how much I like you, just as much oh, as I you, love Nazar. <laughs> yeah. People with positive energy also always attract me a lot. And I met a lot of, I probably met as many as I can or as, as many as possible that I can reach them. I met Herb. Herb is a really good guy. He and Carly, they're so cute and they're doing great things together. They're here to build. And I see that and I appreciate it. There are a lot of Chinese community members. China as a country is like mystery. And meanwhile, this whole NFT community is separated with the major BYC or ape community because one is the language and the two is because of the culture it's banded and kind of having this wall for everything and I met a lot of the Chinese ape and I was actually started within the Chinese ape community there is the flute Da'is is one of a good friend of mine and the ape universe is our community the community was there to share NFT news we help each other solving problems we're just really tight community with a very close group of 50 people that are talking every day. Oh. You can call it a DAO, but we don't call it a DAO because it's really nonprofit. It's We don't really working on one project. We're talking about other projects, but without any you know, benefit related. Yeah. I met so yeah. many cool people in your community. Yeah. And Jack, Jack's amazing. He helped you make that video at, at, I, on your in event. Uh, oh, yes. He has great energy good. too. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. So I asked people who can help me make this video to play at the event. And he's, I'll take care of it. And two days later, we uploaded the pictures. And then two days before the event, I messaged him. I was like, how's the video? I didn't ask anything 
during the week. And then towards the end, two days before, he sent me a video. I, that was totally out of my expectation. I did not expect it, the videos to be so well done and very professional. And I really <laughs> appreciate it for it. Yeah, yeah, I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah. There's so many apes that I met. They're so amazing. They're yeah. great people. Mr. Suit. Um, yeah, I, love, I love Mr. Suit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he brings such a clean energy. Very kind person. Yeah. And he's, he's funny. It's really funny. He recently took off his suit and being naked on Twitter. And <laughs> you want to meet them in person to know who they are. And that's a different level of get to know yeah. someone. Everyone's building something. Everyone's doing something really interesting. Like Mr. Suits, he's building an IP marketplace, if I recall yes. Yes. correctly. Yes. We have Fonts. Fonts is the founder of Token Proof. And during anything I see, remember in the group, I DM'd him. was like, hey, Fonts, I'm trying to set up Token Proof for my Shibuya project. And he just helped me right away to get set up. And everyone was in the group was saying, oh, Fonts, like, great product. It works so well at the Ape Fest, at our events, all these different events. People get feedback on the product, like, the community is so supportive and not only are people nice people, they're also all doing like really interesting things, starting their own projects, building different things. So yeah, every time I meet some really interesting people at every, all the meetups and it's nice because a lot of times it's the same people showing up. So then you get really familiar with them. Like you see them like you know, that feeling of, oh, long time no see. Instead of when you go to a happy hour, nobody and you have to start from, start fresh, right? All the small talk, but when you go to these events, it's, oh yeah, long time no see. These are this is the chili, yeah. board chili community. <laughs> yeah, you will talk about, oh, yeah, how's your new car doing? We can pick up a conversation like an old friend, like a reunion. And I really enjoy that part because hosting ape events is so stress-free. I need to find a venue. I need to get everything set. And then when people come, I don't have to worry. They can go on conversations by themselves. They hug each other. I don't even need to be in the middle of introducing someone. That's amazing. It's super stress-free for hosting events like that within the Ape community. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. So we love our communities. We're going to keep this going. We're going to keep the podcast going and get more people from the community onto the podcast. We can learn about them in depth. And I guess, Barrett, what are some advice you have for people who want to learn about Hopefully the audience is general public, people who want to learn about Web3, learn about NFTs. Do you have any advice for maybe people who are new to the community, new to NFTs, Web3 in general? <laughs> advice? I, um, a I, <laughs> get in and get into virtually. I'm just kidding. So I don't have an advice on the investment part because this is a totally personal decision, financially related. At every industry, when it first come out, it has to be challenging by two parts, which I always say, one is extremely smart people, one is extremely scammy people. As NFT started, we see a lot of really smart people there building their product, creating this amazing project. But meanwhile, we see so many scam rug pulls so this is normal. And I'm looking forward for this industry growing into something that more developed and less scammies. And this is just how they challenging the system. For newcomers, I think people always have to against their human nature being greedy and meanwhile being FOMO because we all FOMO into projects. To be honest, we bought a because we FOMO. And a lot of time it comes with luck. But at the meantime, like I think it is a challenge. It is a battle between like greediness as a human and versus the formal, like the emotions that you're having. So it is a great industry for new people to come in because it's so welcoming, but also be aware and respect the market. Mm. 
What about you? I, I agree with what you said 100% that every new technology comes in two folds. You have people who really try to build and innovate with good intentions. And you have the scammers, the opportunists, people who abuse the technology or community. Yeah, I think mm, trying to see things, the underlying value of what they are, instead of there's a lot of hype, right? A lot of fluff. People like to shill, pump their projects. And I think seeing that, hey, sure, there's a lot of like cycles that all these stuff goes through, but what's the underlying technology here? And whether it's people, whether it's the tech, find something that you care about the most that you're good at. You can be a builder, you can be a connector, you can be a designer, you can be an investor. Like what's your edge, right? What's What gets you going? Because you can't be all of the above. If you're new to this industry, then I think try it out a little bit for yourself. See how it feels to be in a community, whatever community you vibe with. It could be Borchelli. It could be other, maybe other projects, whatever that you vibe the, the most with. But also don't just be in the community. Try to provide value and whatever you're good at, find your edge. And I think when I say provide value, I think what I learned is like in, in Web3 and in, in general, just not just in Web3, right? Like more value you provide, the more value that really comes back to you, whether it's not that you look to get value, but like the more you provide value, the more that it always comes back to you. So I think when you join a community or try to do something in Web3, don't think about, oh, what can I extract from this ecosystem? Think about what can I provide? What can I give? What are my strengths? What are my skills? How can I help people? And naturally grow your network, grow your skills and become successful in Web3 and have the most fun doing it. I love it. I think end of the day, being a kind person and willing to providing values than taking. We see a lot of people that keep asking from the community, but end of the day, what we can do for the community, how we can help, right? Mm -hmm. This is what we always say, like how we can help with your project, how we can help with helping you get into this industry and feel free to reach us out for for more information when you want to enter this space. And I know there's really not a lot of uh, reference mentors in this space to actually spend the time and help each other. Like that's rare. People are so busy with making money, to be honest. We need more people like Vera that is selflessly providing value for all of us. You too. We need more Jackie, Taipei City. <laughs> we need a whole Taipei City. There are a few more questions. We both went to NFT NYC. Did you go to the NFT NYC last year? I did. Okay, yeah. So this is great. What do you think about the NFT NYC this year versus last year? And how do you feel about this environment change? Of the I think it's extremely subjective because last year I was only a spectator of the NFT market. So it was just to hang out. And like we were saying earlier, it's like when you meet people, it's, you, you want to be able to provide value. So I wasn't building anything. I didn't know a lot about NFTs last year. So I feel like I was networking but i like, wasn't really providing any value so it wasn't as fun but this year i have a project i have a dao I, I hosted two events i went to a lot of events and i i feel like i have more to talk about so i think this year was a lot more fun for me uh not only because the, the market the projects are more mature so there are better events being hosted but also last year i was like not involved in nft now i'm like 100 involved in the community so i derive a lot more joy and i'm able to provide more value to people when people ask me like oh like what are you doing in web3 I'm able to have a more meaningful conversation. So I enjoyed it a ton. Yeah, I, like all these different projects had their own events. 8Fest, Azuki had a good event. Dudos had a good event, which we went to together. Yeah. Uh, Borchelli had one of the best events during lunch. 
was so exhausted from the week because everything is so great and you have to go to everything. You can't miss any of it. I'm still recovering. (laughs) (laughs) All that energy. So yeah, what about you? What do you think? I was there last year and I still remember that we don't really see so many people that coming out of the US to come to NFTNYC last year. I see some, like most of the people are in the States and and the whole Ape Fest line was terrible. I did not enjoy it. I spent so much time in line last year to get the merch, to get the ticket to the yacht. And this year, the ticketing system, I think just as a base level of technology improvement of real life experience, it's much better that we're able to use token proof created by our amazing community member funds. And it just make our experience much, much nicer and it saves so much time. And this whole experience is amazing that without waiting in line for things and actually enjoying the event. I think that's from a technology level. And I believe next year will be so much better. Maybe because it's a bear market, I see more builders and the scammers doesn't come anymore. (laughs) Maybe because of the market. No one has money for them to scam anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is a great way to see which NFT project is doing good on their treasury management. And then treasury is a big deal when you're doing project and how they manage their money and what's the community, the vision. I think that's a very interesting part during the bear market because last year it was a very bull market of NFT NYC and this year is a little bit different. I didn't go to the main NFT NYC event. I'm not sure if you did. I know Nizar did. So we're going to have a podcast and talking about more, more regarding the NFT NYC as well from different background and different people. But um, yeah, so what do you think, like where we're heading to this whole NFT thing and Web3? I think we're still really early. I think the use cases we have now, like community, events, there's utility and some of the cool things you can do with NFTs. But I feel like there's still a lot more to be built. After anything I see, I spent some time with like Web2 friends and I realized we're really early and we're still pretty far from mass adoption. Just hearing how people feel about NFTs and what they know about it. And yeah, I think we're, we have some ways to go before mass adoption, but like we're super early and it's kind of up to us to how we build it out. Like as an industry as a whole, there's so much room to grow. And I feel like NFT have barely scratched the surface of its utility. There's so much more use cases we can do. Like, Right now it's PFPs, there's art, generative art, but like, what about gaming? What about film? What about music? What about all these different use cases? I think that in the future, what it would look like is we need all these different applications layers to bring more people into Web3. But I think in the future, like what it will look like is people won't have to know it's Web3. People will use these products just because they're good products without knowing there's the tokenomics behind it, without knowing there's NFT behind it. It should be so integrated into our lives that people just use these products because they're good products, right? Like right now, a lot of gaming stuff, if you take away the tokenomics of it, like is it still a fun game, right? That's a question a lot of projects have to answer. But I think in the future, when Game 5, all these different entertainment, the ways to bring a mass adoption improves, then we'll see a whole other crazy world out there that is beyond what we can imagine right now. So we're still early and a lot to build. I'm really excited. I totally agree. Like even... The infrastructure part of the NFT or Web3, we have a long way to go. Be able to buy NFTs with fiat is one step closer to the mass adoption, right? We wanted to have the people in the music festivals be able to jump into the NFT world without knowing what ETH is. 
without knowing how to use MetaMask. And with that, we need more builders coming in this industry and help us build this great foundation to introduce mass adoption. It all comes soon. It's just like how they can introduce it and how we ride with this. This is just amazing. I'm sure you saw during the AFES, right, the RBYC thing happened, and then mm. you got filed a lawsuit mm. on that. Yeah. And, What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, actually, I saw an interview regarding the lawsuit and have like more information. I'll add the link below, and but that one gives a lot of very neutral point because apparently we're the community members. We could be biased. They gave a lot of more informations regarding the lawsuit. Me personally, I understand the struggle, and I really understand like the move from Yuga Labs that wanted to stop everything because this is not new. We had this whole racist topic before on the Twitter back then, and、uh, and now this is a documentary. But I think it's a great move as of the leading project that trying to show or making sure to protect the artist as a way. Using legal power because at the earlier stage of industry, we want to make sure we're in the right position, doing the right thing. We don't want to ignore things are scammy. We don't also don't want like making the builders, creators disappointed. I think you guys leading this way of showing the status of this is something we care and we wanted to make sure this industry going to the right direction. But this is totally personal opinion, and I don't represent Yuga Labs as well. So, <laughs> also, I don't rep- represent the Board Chili community. It's very they personally. But, but what about you? Yeah, I think it's probably necessary because it's such a ridiculous claim that just get this out of the way. Come on, <laughs> tired of this. <laughs> That's crazy how someone can make up something like that. There's a Chinese fr- phrase, "树大招风 the bigger the tree, the more wind it attracts. So、totally. That's basically how I feel. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, if it survives, well, obviously it will. It becomes stronger. It didn't it will even solidify the brand even more. Yes, it didn't、yeah. really impact the community as much. Yeah,、um, barely, not at all. Outsiders, which is which means something, right? The community is there and trusting the project, and I think that's also built over time, a little、yeah. over a year. Yeah, we both are Asians, and we have the culture of growing up in Asia. So how we can bring or what we can do to bring the Eastern culture to the Web three? I know you're doing great things. Like Buju Dao is another way. What we can bring this whole Eastern culture that we grow up with to the Web three? That's interesting. I think if you look at the way traditionally people export culture, right? Like for example, Korea has done a great job exporting their K-pop culture to the world, and that's like in a traditional sense how culture gets exported. But I think with Web three, it's even easier to export culture because anyone—if I launch an NFT in Taiwan, anyone in the world can buy it. So Web three on its own removes that border. So I think there's a lot we can do. The tech is makes it easier, but I think we have to start with the people, bridging different people, introducing different communities together, and then you can bring that culture over and spread it across the world. So. That's a good question. I don't have a concrete answer of oh, we need to launch this NFT or we need to <laughs> do this or that to to bring Eastern culture to Western culture. But you no, know, I think building inclusive communities, aligning people's resources, those are good first steps. Yeah, I, and I know a lot of Asian project has bad reputations, but I think as individuals, we need to get away from the 
money part. Like I know a lot of projects are here to make money. How much money that you can do to leverage to build instead of how much money you can take it on yourself. And、mm. being transparency is another thing. And the community engagement and diversity. There's a lot more we can do, and we're still at the experiment stage. So it's a long journey, but we're all here, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it all comes down to doing it for the right reasons. Like whatever you do, if you do it for the right reasons, I think the good results will come. Might, not every project might succeed, but you will learn the valuable lessons and build the, the right relationships if you go about the right way. And sure, like projects need money, businesses need money to survive. There's nothing bad about making money, but if, if, if making money becomes the reason or why you do things, then it's not long-term sustainable. I think just doing things for the right reasons、uh, with the right people and The results will take care of itself, including the money. I agree, because、yeah. our next generation or the younger generation is gonna grow up with this culture of NFT, and we wanted to set a healthy environment for them for our next generation. I don't have kids, but we we love kids. <laughs>、uh. I'm just imagining in the in the future in the metaverse, Mara's like grandma used to be your ape. <laughs> <laughs> in school, they'd be like, "Oh, my grandma was a pink board ape." Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I think the future world, yeah, the future Web three world will be nothing we can even imagine right now. So, it might not be the one that we think it is, but、yeah. we're lucky enough to be in this world. Like this happened, this whole craziness happened, and be part of it and be able to contribute. It's such a luck. Born in this generation with great people, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, bear market's great time. For us to start this podcast and continue to strengthen our communities, so whatever when the next bull market comes, whatever the meta the paradigm is, gaming or whatnot or NFTs, different use cases, like the community is here to support each other, is ready to like share resources, help each other, and build the next generation of innovation and products in Web three. Like we said, like the right people, the right ideas with the right reasons. So. <laughs> Yeah. Any last words other than thank you for listening to the Board Chili podcast first episode? This is our first time doing this. Any feedback you have, we'd love to hear. It. It's really casual. We're just chatting as brother or sister over here. Yeah. And anything you like to see, like to hear, tell us in the group. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Tappy Sadie, for walking me through this whole podcast for our first ever. In my life, and he's a pro on podcast. We decided to interview each other on the first episode of 100 Apes. Yeah, I'm so excited to do more of these. Not only get to know other apes, but get to know you, to know each other. Cheers to the journey ahead of us. Cheers. <laughs> okay. See you in metaverse. See you in the metaverse. See you on Telegram. <laughs> like, like two minutes later. Yeah, club, get with the shits and get washed. I'm a bored ass ape.